Summer's almost here. Yay, right? So, when's the last time you tried on your swimsuits and summer clothes? If you could get back into summer shape in one visit, would you do it? Here's Dr. Brian Strand for Sonobello to explain. It really is quite remarkable. Sonobello doctors use a technology called microlaser fat removal, and the results are amazing. We customize your procedure to accomplish your goals. Just share with us the problem areas where you'd like the fat in inches removed. And in one visit, they're gone, permanently. I can't tell you how often I hear clients say how many years they've been trying to diet and exercise those inches away. And we did it in one comfortable visit. It's time to get your summer on. Visit any of our Sonobella locations across the U.S. And right now, you can save $250. Visit sonobello.com slash save. sonobello.com slash save. That's sonobello.com slash save. At Kroger, we believe it takes the right team to bring you the freshest produce. That's why we partner with farmers who grow only the best. And that level of teamwork means better, fresher options time and time again. Working with farmers is what it takes to be fresh for everyone. Kroger, fresh for everyone. And now you'll find more ways to save on your favorites. When you download digital coupons, you can use up to five times in one transaction. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide, toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. Email X-Zone at xzoneradiotv.com. On all social media sites, including Facebook, Twitter, MySpace, and the rest, one simple address, TV, and our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. Our guest this hour is Daniel Esterlin. We're going to be talking to Daniel this morning in Madrid, Spain. And Daniel is an award-winning investigative journalist and best-selling author of The True Story of the Bilderberg Group, which was published in 64 countries and translated into 41 languages. He has given two speeches at the European Parliament on the Bilderberg Group and the international monetary crisis. In a front-page article, Wall Street Italy called Daniel one of the few people who understands the current crisis. In 2010, he was invited by Fidel Castro for a personal meeting in Havana after Castro had read Bilderberg. 
In 2010, Estelin became the first journalist to give a speech to the Joint Chiefs of Staff of the Venezuelan Armed Forces on Global Financial Structures and the Bilderberg Group. He is the author of 12 books, five of them international bestsellers, and he has sold over 6 million copies worldwide. Now, in November, December 2013, his much-awaited Bilderberg documentary will be released worldwide. His latest book, Transevolution, The Age of Human Deconstruction, describes the change of paradigm for humanity <coughs> that shall define its future and threaten its very existence. Joining me now from Madrid, Spain, is Daniel Estelan. And Daniel, welcome to the X-Zone. Reb, thank you so much. It's a pleasure and an honor to be on your show. Daniel, let me ask you a question uh, that uh, that arose during our pre-production meeting. How serious is the world's financial situation, and is there any way that we can actually stabilize the mess we're in? I think the situation is is, is obvious. All you need to do is just look, you know, a little bit south of the border mm-hmm. to Detroit to realize, you know, what what a mess the world is in. Yeah. But all of this actually is being done on purpose, as I explained back in 2010, as you said in uh, in my speech at the European. Uh, at the European Parliament, which is unheard of, something like what I have to say, you know, in, in the European Parliament, which is an equivalent of the United States Congress or Senate. And uh, what we're seeing right now is the wholesale destruction mm-hmm. of the world economy. And that's, of course, being done on purpose because the elite understand, call them globalists, elite men behind the curtain, whatever you want to call them, um, that progress and development is directly proportional to population density. Um, if we have technology, if we have progress, we have development, we have wealth, we have bigger families. Consequently, we have more mouths to feed. And, and if you're the Rockefellers, which is just a metaphor really for powerful people because Rockefeller isn't all that powerful to begin with. But if you are dealing with people who have you know, a lot of wealth mm-hmm. and power, more mouths to feed is, is, is not something that you know, they, they need or want. So for them to survive, most of us have to die. And that's a very stark conclusion. And maybe most people who are accustomed to reading mainstream press may not understand or see it this way. But again, terminology such as, uh, you know, deindustrialization, zero mm-hmm. growth, uh, the kinds of things, you know, come from the Club of Rome's Malthusian depopulation schemes are something that have been, you know, front and center in, in most uh, mainstream media sources for decades. Daniel, it almost seems as if war is being manipulated to meet the the uh, the requirements of the quote unquote the Rockefellers. Well, you know, again, I, I, yeah, we have to be very careful in, in you know labeling the Rockefellers as if they're you know the men behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that most people understand, and that's I guess one of the reasons why mainstream finally takes me very seriously, as do most world leaders, and as you said, uh, you know, the article in Wall sure. Street Journal Europe. Uh, because uh, there is no conspiracy, you know, to think that you have four old geezers sitting in a dark room holding hands, staring at a crystal ball, planning the world's domination, it's, it's simply, you know, it's, it's, it's not serious. Mm-hmm. The world is a very complex place, but it is, you know, obviously that, you know, people like Rockefeller, they're yeah. famous, they have a lot of money, they have centers and, 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 and uh, uh, buildings named after them, but the fact is that if you go to Google search engine and you type in you know David Rockefeller's name into it and you're going to get 20, 30 million hits, doesn't make David Rockefeller important. Actually, it makes him very unimportant because truly, really very important people in the history of the world are invisible, which is why they're important and which is why I literally had to spend three years investigating in the National, in the national Library in, uh, in, uh, in Florence, Italy, going back to the 13th, 14th, and 15th centuries, looking over the old notary registries to actually find some of these families 
who today nobody even knows that they exist, but they are the ones who control a lot of this power from behind the scenes. All right, uh, Daniel, please stand by. You and I have to take our first two-minute commercial break. Exonation. Daniel Esterlin is our very special guest. His website is www.danielesterlin.com. That's D-A-N-I-E-L-E-S-T-U-L-I-N.com. This is the Exxon. We're going to be speaking to Daniel about trans evolution when we come back from this two-minute commercial break. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Named one of the world's greatest psychics, Elizabeth Joyce is now giving readings worldwide via Skype. Elizabeth Joyce is recognized for her clairvoyant ability to help find missing persons, her analysis of dreams, past life regression work, mediumship, and her accurate predictions. Elizabeth has been a frequent guest on the X-Zone radio show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, now for several years. For an appointment with Elizabeth Joyce, call 201-934-8986 or Skype at elizabeth.joyce. And for more information, you can always visit Elizabeth Joyce online at www.new-visions.com. disease that you would like to alleviate through a natural means? Have you been contacted by angels, ghosts, or even extraterrestrials and want to validate these experiences? Or would you simply like to speak with someone who can help you find your life's purpose? I'm Dr. Joseph Mara, and I'm offering my services free of charge for first-time clients contacting me during the month of April. These free consultations include angel card readings, guided meditations, life coaching, and energy healing. If you have always wanted to explore these types of experiences but were skeptical or simply could not afford them, then take advantage of this free special offer. Contact me through my website, aguidinglight, spelled L-I-T-E, dot com, to schedule your consultation today. Until then, I offer you love, light, and laughter.
Named one of the world's greatest psychics, Elizabeth Joyce is now giving readings worldwide via Skype. Elizabeth Joyce is recognized for her clairvoyant ability to help find missing persons, her analysis of dreams, past life regression work, mediumship, and her accurate predictions. Elizabeth has been a frequent guest on the Exxon Radio Show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, now for several years. For an appointment with Elizabeth Joyce, call 201-934-8986 or Skype at elizabeth.joyce. And for more information, you can always visit Elizabeth Joyce online at www.new-visions.com. Now you can dial in to listen to the Exxon Radio Show from anywhere in the world with Rob McConnell 24-7-365 by dialing 213-401-0080. That's 213-401-0080. If you have a mobile phone or landline, the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is now at your beck and call at 213-401-0080. That's 213-401-0080 24-7. 365. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. My name is Rob McConnell. Our guest this hour is Daniel Estelin. His website is www.danielestelin.com. Um, one quick question before we start talking about uh, trans evolution, um, the coming age of human deconstruction, Daniel, is uh, that many people talk about the new world order and the shadow government. Is this a reality in your opinion or is this just sheer conspiracy theory? Again, it, it, it all depends how you look at it. If you're thinking of, uh, you know, about uh, uh, four mm-hmm. old geezers sitting in a dark room holding yeah. hands, no, it's, it's a conspiracy theory. It doesn't exist. You know, in the world of international finance, there are those who steer the events and those who react to the events, while mm-hmm. the latter, such as the Rockefellers, are better known, they're greater in numbers, and seemingly more powerful, the true power rests with the former. And you could say that at the center of this global financial system, uh, you know, uh, you can deal with the oligarchy today, and they are represented by organizations much more powerful than than the uh, uh, than the Bilderberg conspiracy or the Bilderberg organization. Right. Bilderberg, uh, um, it was a very important element of the oligarchical structures of the Cold War period, going back to the 50s and the 60s. And that, in and of itself, is a pretty significant factor because what it meant was that Bilderberg, as well as uh, uh, Trilateral Commission and much later, uh, uh, or much later Trilateral Commission and Council on Foreign Relations, uh, was that a vehicle through which private, financier, oligarchical interests were able to impose their policies mm-hmm. on what is nominally sovereign governments. Governments. So that, in and of itself, is, is an important uh, element. Now, Bilderberg is not a secret society. It's not an evil, all-seeing eye, Jewish Masonic conspiracy. There is no conspiracy, even though a lot of you know, people with their infantile fantasies see it as such. Um, it's, it's, it's literally a meeting of people who represent a certain ideology. It's a medium, you could say, mm-hmm. of bringing together financial institutions, which are the world's most powerful, the most predatory financial interests. And at this time, it's a combination of these interests, which is the worst enemy of humanity. But that said, 
Again, Bilderberg Trilateral Commission Council on Foreign Relations, Bohemian Grove, Alpinai Circle, they're conveyor belts. The fact that, you know, they have a web page, mm-hmm. the fact that we know more or less where they meet, although not, you know, officially. Uh, the fact that, you know, in my book, there's 120 pages of photographs of these individuals and documents goes to show you that they're important at a certain medium level. But if powerful people wanted to keep you away and not have you be aware of what they're meeting, they certainly have the capability, the money and the know-how to do this. So, again, Bilderberg is not an evil, all-seeing Jewish Masonic eye. It's an important element in certain organizational structures and dynamics of power, but it is not the top of anything. You know, as the international best-selling author of the true story of the Bilderberg Group, what prompted you? to write a book about transhumanization? Um, actually, uh, the, the initial impetus to write this book, mm-hmm. I got um, from my sources at the 2005 Bilderberg Conference. At the end of the conference, which took place in Rotterdam, Germany, the inner circle of Bilderberg, about 15, 17 people, if, if memory doesn't uh, serves me correctly, uh, when the rest of the attendees, 120 other attendees, went home, this small group of people met at a castle uh, following the conclusion of the Bilderberg 2005 meeting where they were discussing what turned out later to be a Strategic Trends Report 2007-2036. At the time, it was a secret source document on the future of humanity. Today, you can download it off the internet for free. It's called Strategic Trends Report 2007-2036. And I got from my sources at the Bilderberg Conference uh, uh, about 37 pages, if I remember correctly, of the document itself, which was a blueprint, again, with dealing with the future of humanity in all of its manifestations, financial, economic, political, demographic, technological mm-hmm. areas and markets, and so on and so forth. And what I was reading in this report and in other reports, subsequent reports, such as the Age of Transition, the Global Future 2045 uh, report, NBIC report from their NBIC conference, uh, literally the visions laid out in all of these reports included robotics, cybernetics, artificial intelligence, life extensions, brain enhancement, brain-to-brain interaction, virtual reality, genetic engineering, teleportation, human-machine interfaces, neuromorphic engineering, enhanced human capabilities for defense purposes, and needless to say, economy and so on and so forth, space exploration. And what I realized when I read these reports and kind of put them together, mm-hmm. especially, you know, in light of what they were saying about, you know, the destruction of the world economy, which was going to take place. And again, we're in the year 2005, right. where things were, you know, uh, hunky-dory and everything was going very, very well. And what they were saying in this report, again, lack of food, water, medicine, proper hygiene, education, and basic human necessities will spell collapse. And without mincing words, they talked about this growing gap between majority and a small number of highly visible, super rich. Then they talked about things like civil war, Mm -hmm. intercommunal violence, insurgency, pervasive criminality, widespread disorder, collapse of the entire globalized economy. Uh, Nation states, meaning countries, will have disappeared by the year 2035 and will have been replaced by mega cities of 20 million people or more. 
And then the report concluded that by 2035, because of the generalized collapse of everything around us, the megacity will have collapsed themselves, which is endemic of state failure, which in turn these city failures will precipitate. And when I read all this, you know, and, and putting it in context with what they were talking about, I, I realized that with these technological advancements, uh, on the one hand, what they're doing, and we're seeing it again all around us, the, you know, the destruction of the economy, they're sending 99% of us to hell in a handheld basket. Hmm. Well, they're using gazillions of dollars of their wealth to create this incredible technological advancements, which will separate them from us even more than we are today. And that will lead to something which was shocking when I finally realized what I was seeing is that the generation of our children, the kids who are today 15, 20 years old, is one last final generation of human beings on the planet. Their children and their grandchildren will be transhuman. They'll be post-human. They'll be men or women or, or, or person machines. So they'll be cyborgs. They'll be beings who are not totally human as a result of um, synthetic biology and the ability that we have right now create beings that don't exist on a planet Earth in a laboratory. And this is the world we're facing right now and people don't understand that as they're getting ready to watch the Olympics opening ceremony, they're talking about or closing ceremony of the Olympic Games themselves. We're literally standing at the cusp of the greatest you know, uh, change in the history of mankind. You know, these technologies, they're not being developed to stop the terrorists. Mm -hmm. They're being uh, developed to stop us, the people, because there are 7 billion people on the planet and they're few, but they are powerful and they certainly have the know-how and technology to stop us. And the laws, uh, Rob, to justify these technologies were not written on a whim. It's not like someone just decided one day to do this. They've been actually thought out and planned for a very long time. And these technologies and these laws are specifically designed to give the government the carte blanche authority over the people during this chaos and confusion they call the age of transition. Transition, <coughs> sorry, to a planetary civilization. And, and again, what people have to understand is that the future bin Ladens and Qaddafis and Assads, they're not the enemy. They never were the enemy. We, the people, are the enemy. And because of the technological developments, whether you're standing at the airport, at the border crossing, street corners, from now on, we will all be mind probed by amazing new technology being developed by the Human Factors Division of the Department of Homeland Security Science and Technology Directorate. Hmm. That's uh, totally different from the, from the view they want the public to understand. Well, you know, technology is an amazing thing. There's, sure not, there's nothing wrong with technology. And, and again, I think what, what has happened with, uh, with the subject of this book, Trans Evolution, The uh, Coming Age of Human Deconstruction, is that uh, people don't know how to, how, how to take it. You know, with Bilderberg, it was easy because uh, uh, we always know, knew that, you know, uh, whether, you have, whether you had a coup d'etat, mm -hmm a financial shenanigans or, you know, uh, banks going under or someone was doing something to someone. We knew this was being done from behind the scenes. We just didn't know who these people were, okay? But what I did with Bilderberg is I put the faces, the deeds, you know, the, the events, their meetings and, and, and their secret uh, gatherings together, and suddenly we knew who these they were. 
And so that was easy. You finished the book, you said, aha, so these guys are the bad guys. But with this book, Trans Evolution, when you finish reading it, you actually have more questions than answers because we're dealing with the future. And although we can extrapolate our knowledge into the future, we know what we have, we know where we come from, mm -hmm. and we know what we have achieved. And in the last, for example, 50 years, we've learned more than the entire history of mankind. And in the following 20, we will have learned more than in these last 50 than it is more in the entire history of mankind. And in about a generation and a half, we will be doubling our knowledge annually. But what it basically does is, it, again, because you're dealing with the future, you have to extrapolate knowledge. And uh, uh, people don't know how to do that. But technology is an amazing thing. Just look, you know, if we go back, way, way back. All right, I'm going, to have, to, I'm going to have to ask you to hold that thought. I have to take my news break at the bottom of the hour. Perfect. Please stand by. Okay. Exonation, Daniel Esterland is our special guest. We're talking about Daniel's new book called Trans Evolution. Are you considering calling a psychic to read your situation? Then consider David Champion, a psychic medium for more than 20 years with thousands of readings under his belt. David Champion will make you feel comfortable. He has proven to be honest and accurate. He's a straight shooter. There's no guesswork. What he sees is what you get. While he is a medium, most of the calls focus on relationships, not only love, but work, school, neighbors, and more. Need help with finding a job and preparing for the interview? Are you dealing with people who are obstacles in your path? For more information, go to davidchampion.com, $1.50 per minute, paid by credit card, with a minimum of 30 minutes. For your reading with David Champion, call 1-877-702-8598. That's 1-877-702-8598. Now you can dial in to listen to the Exxon Radio Show from anywhere in the world with Rob McConnell 24-7, 365 by dialing 213-401-0080. That's 213-401-0080. If you have a mobile phone or landline, the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is now at your beck and call at 213-401-0080. That's 213-401-0080, 24-7. 'll is my special guest of this hour Exo Nation he's the author of trans evolution the coming age of human deconstruction his website is www.danielestelan.com Daniel it seems like Hollywood was on the mark with movies such as um, what was the name of that one the Terminator and other movies where they have you know added humans to machines like the Borg on Star <laughs> Trek uh, when do you think society will be able to actually see these transhumans for themselves instead of on the Hollywood giant screens? Well, first of all, it's a very, very, you know, a good observation about Hollywood. Mm -hmm. uh, we have to watch 
what they do, not because Hollywood is great, but because uh, it's, it's great at, at, at mind manipulating people and setting trends and realizing that Hollywood is owned by, you know, the same men behind the curtain, these zillionaires of all the money in the world. What they do, what they show is, especially when we're dealing with high tech, is very important. So whether you're talking about, you know, the Terminator, Blade Runner, which mm -hmm. is a term, the Strategic Trends Report, you know, which came out of the Bilderberg 2005 meeting, they use that describing the future world as the Blade Runner world, RoboCop, G.I. Joe 2, where we're talking about this high-end, you know, uh, nanotech prototype, or a film which is in, this, in the stages of being made right now, where they talk about singularity, ascendance, that's coming out, I think, next month with uh, Johnny Depp. Uh, where the, the concept of uploading your consciousness onto the computer um, is described and discussed. Gattaca, which is an amazing film about synthetic biology when it was first released uh, with Jude Law. Public Enemy with Will Smith about NSA and security mm -hmm. apparatus. I Am Legend also with Will Smith and, uh, you know, vaccines and bacteria. Moon, Minority Report, Avatar, video games like Deus Ex, that's a Canadian company from Montreal. And as far as I'm concerned, they're absolutely the best in the world. This stuff is real. And a lot of the things that we're seeing right now, uh, you know, already are in the, in the testing stages. For example, engineers at Southern Methodist University are working closely with DARPA, which is the science arm of the uh, United States uh, Defense Department, to develop a new type of eye scanner that could identify a room full of people without their knowledge. And this is something you can actually be able to do in the next six months. And, you know, with the help of a new, very complex algorithms, it can function, function with a partial scan, and you can do it over thousands of people at the same time. Now, there's another thing. I, I don't know if you remember the film called Minority Report with Tom Cruise. Oh, sure, yeah. You know, in that film, Cruise's character, John Anderton, has this radical surgery to replace his eye mm -hmm. so that he can get past security systems that scan his retina to identify him. We're talking about the pre-crime officer, no? Well, you know, the ability to scan retinas to identify people, it may seem straight out of science fiction film, but outside of this little spider-like, you know, drone bots, which kind of got into his, you know, bathtub when he was, you know, having a bath, this is very much present and near future. Sure. And this system is called Smart Iris. Okay. Now there's another system. If you remember, in Men in Black, you know the uh, the Hollywood film yeah. also with uh, with Will Smith. You know this technology called Amnesia Beam. You remember that? Yes, I do. Well, that already exists. It exists as we speak, ready to be used at a moment's notice. What's more, a team of neuroscientists has actually developed a brain scan based on finding hints about what a subject is intended to do. And this is a nightmare version of Minority Report made reality. And they claim that they can do this you know, uh, with, with children who are as young as three because allegedly the seeds of criminal and antisocial behavior are visible with children beginning with that age. So I think we're very, very close in a lot of these experiments. There's another group of people, a transhumanist movement called uh, Russia 2045. And if you listen to what they say and the kinds of things that they're talking about, <clears throat> they're saying that by 2035, and this isn't just, you know, a couple of wacky characters who live, you know, on top of a mountain. Mm -hmm. These are Nobel Prize winning scientists, some of the greatest thinkers in, in you know, in the 20s and 21st century. People like Mishu Kaku, people like uh, Ray Kurzweil, the tech director for Google. They're convinced that by 2035, we will have successfully transferred one's personality to an alternative carrier, meaning an avatar. And they call this epic of cybernetic immortality. So in one generation, literally from now until uh, 2035, 
bodies made of nanorobots will take shape or rise alongside hologram bodies. And by 2045, these transhumanists are convinced that we'll be living the new era of neo-humanity. All right, but let, let, me, ask you, let me ask you this. I, I'm listening to all this, and, I, and I'm saying to myself, I don't want a world like this. I really don't want a world like this. What, you know, how is this going to affect people who have morals, who believe in a God, who believe in creation, who believe that there are many scientists out there who are crossing the boundaries? These are very good questions, and, uh, you know, unfortunately, there are no uh, very good answers. I can give you different answers, mm -hmm. but again, because we're extrapolating what we know into the future, right. and we're dealing with, uh, you know, with elements which don't have a concrete answer, but what I can tell you, a lot of these things will be very easy to implement. We know how the media works. For example, let me talk about a Blade Runner by the name of uh, Oscar Pistorius. You might be familiar with him. He is the man on blades, who won a bronze medal at 2012 Olympic Games in a 400-meter uh, track. Mm -hmm. He became famous for that, and he became infamous when he killed his girlfriend in South Africa a few months later. I right. don't know if you remember that Sure episode. do. Well, it, you know, I could see in the next few years, and social scientists already working on how this is going to be done, people walking down the street with artificial blade legs and arms, because it will be cool to do that. Because the media will have taken the concept of transhumanism and pushed it on us and rammed it down our throats. We will have had models on television, mm -hmm. billboards. But, People will be talking about it the same way they talk about, you know, homosexuals. But what, we've you know, seen, but what we've seen over the history of this planet is that when enough people get pissed off at what science is doing, what the media is doing, the people have the power, and the people can make the difference. And I can see one massive worldwide revolution coming up. I don't see that, unfortunately. And I do mean unfortunately. If that was the case, what, where are all these people when we're looking at Detroit, a motor city, the motor city, which has been for so long such an yeah. important element of the American economy, it's been destroyed. It's been turned into a post-apocalyptic city. Sure, by like greed. Dresden did. By greed. The greed of the people who had the power to either make it Absolutely. or break it. You know, and yet, and yet you, if you try to use the same argument with the city of New York, the city of Los Angeles, or any other thriving met metropolis in, e in any country in the world, the events of Detroit, its downfall, are insignificant. Well, they may be so, but the point is, I mean, again, let, let's look at Europe. Okay. So I live in Spain. Spain doesn't exist as a country anymore. It's a protectorate. It has been taken over by the people who run the world's financial systems. Mm -hmm. You could say the same about Portugal. You can say the same about Greece. I mean, look at the Ukraine. Look at Southeast Asia. Look at South America and Argentina. So we're seeing this, you know, the entire world is going in financial hell. Mm -hmm. And no one, or oh, not enough people, we should have a revolution today. A lot of these leaders should be hung from trees, but yep. they're not. Because they control the media, they control the key institutions, and uh, it's not a conspiracy. You don't need millions of people to do that. You know, I, you just, you I, know I, I don't think the media is the big bad player here. I, I really don't. You know, the media is at times the scapegoat for the rich and the famous. When you're looking if you at... Control, if you control the media, you can control how people think. You can, a lot of the times people, you know, when they read my books, they say, uh -huh. if what you say is true, why isn't it on the cover of the New York Times? 
The reason it's not on the cover of New York Times or the Washington Post or CNN is because the world corporate media is part of the world's elite, which is one of the reasons, you know, the Rockefellers and Chase Manhattan Banks and Bank of Americas and Citigroups, they are big owners, mm-hmm. important chunks of media conglomerates, because if they own 5%, they can have the controlling interest in the company, which means that when the New York Times, if one day they decide to bring out all the dirty dealings in the international drug trade, mm-hmm. as we've seen last year with Hong Shang, uh, we've seen with Citigroup, as we've seen with uh, uh, Wachovia, laundering right. $400 billion of narcos, uh, you know, drug money. They can't publish it on the front page because they're owned by the same corporate interests who control the world's financial structures. All right, let, me, right, ask, not, let me ask you this. What is the percentage in world population that actually you believe control what's going on? 5%, 4%, no, 3%, I, I, 2%, I think we're, we're probably dealing with about maybe six, seven, ten thousand people, out of which really important, you know, a handful. All right, so uh, why, why can't the rest of the world get together and do something about it? Why, is, why is there no leadership? Why is there no leadership? Is it because there's not enough substantial evidence to back up these claims? Oh, there's tons of evidence. No, it's not that. There's tons. There's more than enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I mean, look at look at look at American politics. How many people still believe that uh, Lee Harvey Oswald killed uh, killed Kennedy? And this is 50 years after the, after he was killed. And there's such an abundance of evidence that he never had anything to do with it. All right, let me ask, let me ask you two questions. Who killed JFK, and what was the real reason for 9/11? I, I don't know who killed him, but we certainly know who didn't kill him. And, you know, you can say the same about Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. You can say the same about 9-11. You can say the same about all these different conspiracies. But what we do know is that for whatever reason, people prefer most people to believe the official party line. I guess because believing something else makes it evident that the world you live in has very little to do with democracy. And the fact that people don't understand that the guy they vote for and who sits in the White House, whatever his name is, it doesn't matter if it's Obama or if it's Bush or whoever, the people who put him there, the financial interests who spend a lot, but a lot of money Mm -hmm. of getting that man elected are going to make sure that that individual represents their financial interests. No president, sitting president, ever, you know, presides over anything. And to think that a guy who is sitting at the White House is the most powerful man in the world, has very little to do with the reality of how the real world really runs. You know, I, I, I noticed that that you've been, you, you've talked to the Venezuelan, uh, you know, armed forces, you, you've talked, uh, you've been re- featured on, um, you know, uh, Wall Street in Italy. How does the American press take you and why haven't you done more in America? I've done tons in America. I mean, my book sold over mm-hmm. half a million copies in the United States, yeah. which is which is a lot of books. Sure. And uh, it, it, you know, my book uh, Bilderberg was number four on Amazon. Right. And uh, um, I, I, you know, we've done shows. Uh, I've done interviews on CNN. I've done interviews mm-hmm. in. I've been interviewed by the Los Angeles Times. I've been interviewed by major media. But America is such a big country that you know it's not like Spain, which is a little country, mm-hmm. or Canada, which is a big country territorially, but it's not a big country in terms of population or right. influence. Yeah. So, uh, and I, you know, I'm from Toronto. My family lives in Canada. But uh, uh, the point is America. I mean, you could be in New York, Rob, and you know that, and the rest of the world doesn't exist because New York yeah. is not a city. It's a country. It's a continent. It's the planet Earth or the planet New York. 
Well, that, that's that, that's the way it is wherever you live, whether it's well, Toronto, yeah, Mississauga, well, or whether it's Vancouver, or whether well, it's, it's not. When you're in Toronto, it's just you realize it's just a you know big little city. And if you're in, you know, know Mississauga, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about that. I I, I don't know about that. You know, it's just just you know, Madrid, Toronto, trying, for example, trying you to realize it's nothing. Madrid is just yeah. a big little city with three million people, which really doesn't do or you know of any importance mm-hmm. to anybody in the world. But the United States, it's not just a country, it's an entire world. And whether you're in Los Angeles, whether you're in Seattle, you're so far away from the rest of the world that the rest of the world doesn't actually exist. But what, what I was trying to get what I was trying to get at is, you know, uh, you, you know, talking to the Venezuelan chiefs of staff, talking to uh, the um, Wall Street Journal in Italy, uh, have you been asked to speak to to Congress, to the American Joint no, Chiefs I, of no, Staff? No, I've been asked to speak to Congress. I would love to do that. Yeah. I've uh, done tours across the United States. We've right. given conferences, you know, in in uh, over a dozen cities in mm-hmm. New York and in uh, in Portland, in Los Angeles. We've done conferences and press conferences all over the country. And uh, uh, actually, the uh, the Hollywood version of Bilderberg was bought by a company who uh, who produced Terminator Four. And uh, that was never released. Uh, but the point is, I did buy the rights to the uh, to my book to make right. a, a film, feature film. But uh, uh, again, it's uh, America is a big country, and uh, the mainstream media is obviously the gatekeepers of uh, of the truth. And I have been interviewed by independent media, mm-hmm. but uh, again, uh, no Wall Street uh, Street article, journal articles, or New York Times or the uh, Washington Post articles, unfortunately. Or speaking to the American Joint Chiefs of Staff or addressing Congress. I don't need to speak to them. They they know how things are done. Mm -hmm. It's the Venezuelan armed forces who don't really understand how the world works. Interesting. Where do you see the, uh, you know, like when we're talking about transhumanism, how is this going to affect, are there any positive uh, sides to this? Or is it all doom, gloom, high tech and the human race is going to be uh, subtly eliminated? Um, I think uh, a lot of it is very, very positive. I don't want people to get the wrong impression that I'm saying I'm poo-pooing the trans evolution. Mm-hmm. I think technological evolution is necessary. Again, progress and development is directly proportional to population density. So if we have 7 billion people on a planet Earth and we're going to go next generation to 10, we need the technology to be able to sustain such an incredible mass of people. And what we have a lot of the times with this technology is we can extend people's lives. So you can have on the one hand a doctor sitting in his office, be it in New York and Los Angeles and wherever, Mm -hmm. and he's operating without leaving his office on a computer on a little girl who's dying of brain cancer in the Philippines. And the same technology can also be used by a four-star U.S. general who is sitting in his office in the Pentagon mm-hmm. ordering a drone strike on a little village where allegedly you have terrorists, where in fact there are no terrorists, but 100 people getting ready to celebrate somebody's wedding, and that's about to be you know, turned into a slaughter, a mass slaughter. So technology, is, again, is an amazing you know, I, thing. I, I, we've, we've got to take our, our final break here for a second, but I, I've got a question to ask you that I'd like an answer to when we come back from this break. Is... Are we as humans at this very moment capable of handling all the information that we are being fed? Can we actually process it? We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with Daniel Estelan as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. For more information, visit www.danielestelan.com. 
each new extreme weather event or terrorist act, it becomes increasingly obvious that we live in uncertain and challenging times. We all buy car insurance. Why not collapse and catastrophe insurance? Matthew Stein, an MIT-trained engineer and green builder, has written two outstanding books to help people prepare, plan for, and deal with everything from minor situations lasting a few days to full-on collapse. Matt's first book, When Technology Fails, is a manual for self-reliance, sustainable living, and surviving the long emergency. This massive book covers the gamut from first aid and emergency preparedness to alternative healing, renewable energy, primitive living skills, and 18th century technologies that could be critical to your comfort and survival in a long-lasting crisis. Matt's second book, When Disaster Strikes, is a comprehensive emergency preparedness handbook and survival guide. When Disaster Strikes is an essential item for every family's go-bag. Both books are available at all usual sources. There's a wealth of totally free information posted at whentechfails.com and author-signed copies may be purchased at mattstein.com. That's www.whentechfails.com and www.mattstein.com. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnick's, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God, it was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Daniel Estelin is my special guest this hour, www.danielestelin.com. He's the author of Trans Evolution, The Coming Age of Human Deconstruction. And then my question to you was, Daniel, before we went to the break, are humans in this very present time capable of handling all the information, or should I say processing all the information that they're subjected to? No, uh, the answer is absolutely not. Most people are so technically, technologically unaware mm -hmm. that they're still talking about microchip on your hand where with smartphones, there's a billion of them out there. We have a, you know, a microchip attached to your body 24-7. Just you know, look at the, for, I'll give you one example, neuroscience, mm -hmm. which is the study of the nervous system. With the advances in chemistry, computer science, engineering, medicine, and other disciplines, neuroscience now also includes the study of molecular, cellular, developmental, structural, functional, evolutionary, computational, and medical aspects of the nervous system. People don't understand any of this. They don't know how this works. And they don't understand that this evolution and development directly affects the sophisticated neuroweapons which are being created as we speak by the governments around the world. Emotional detection systems 
in the very near future will pervade public areas as global surveillance network could seek out terrorists and criminals. And this is just one very tiny aspect of what is being done to us around the world. And I said earlier, from nanotechnology, which completely has changed, mm -hmm. you know, the dynamics of, of future wars, because comparing nanotech, you know, to nuclear weapons or nano weapons, it would be like comparing bow and arrow to an M16 or a Kalashnikov. And needless to say, as I said before, synthetic biology, which will have completely changed forever, beginning now, the way we understand what a being is, because we can literally create synthetic DNA and synthetic individuals under the control of men made in a laboratory. So over the 19th century was the revolution of harnessing energy from fossil fuels, which is oil. The 20th century was about exploiting the power of data. This century is about controlling biology and the elite, the men who run the world from behind the curtain, are convinced that today, because of these technological developments, they have become the gods. And if they had to face the gods, they could beat them at their own game. So in your opinion, is what is happening good or is it evil? It's technology again is amazing, but but the people who have control of this technology, mm -hmm. I doubt very very much they'll be using it for human good or common good for seven billion people. If that was the case, we'll be far more advanced than we are now. That said, look, four and a half years from now, we're getting ready. Uh, a Dutch company called Mars One to send a manned mission to Mars. And by 2023, the Russians and the European Space Agency will be following suit. So these people are going on a one-way trip to Mars. Mm -hmm. They will live, they will colonize, and then they will die on Mars so that others, by the year 2050, can actually go and conquer the galaxies. And when I was with, with Castro, I said to him, and you know, I uh, spent three and a half hours with him in, in a discussion, I said to him, Comandante, how do you understand immortality? And he started talking about, you know, Karl Marx and, and all this nonsense. And then he stopped and he said, well, how do you understand it? And I said, to me, immortality is to assure the survival of our species. And for us to survive a hundred, a thousand, ten thousand years from now, we must, because that's what we are, people with this divine spark of reason. Mm -hmm. We must conquer galaxies so that a million years from now, we have conquered every nook and corner of this enormous, amazing fascinating universe and that's needless to say is wonderful daniel Except we're going to have to we're going to have to stop there because we've just run out of time want to thank you so much for joining us great pleasure talking to you and i hope i have thank the you. pleasure of talking to you again in the future exonation daniel estelin has been our guest this hour he's the author of trans evolution the coming age of human deconstruction www.danielestelin.com i'll be back on the other side of this news break at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as the Exxon continues with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget, you can listen to us 724 by your mobile phone or landline at 213-401-0080. Don't go away. Mm -hmm.